Hey everyone, welcome to the Joywell Conversations. I'm your host, Chisara Asamoga, and on today's episode, we're doing something different. Very different. In fact, I think what I'm going to do is turn off the music right now. Yeah, that's better. I'm going to call this episode the Election Day Self-Care Plan episode, and with good reason. The end of the 2020 U.S. presidential elections is hours away, or if you're listening to this after November 3rd, has already ended. Now, y'all know this year has been otherworldly on like so many levels, whether it's spiritually, economically, politically, socially. The earth body and the human bodies are being affected, affected, and not to mention infected by things we knew were coming and things that we could have never imagined would come. So let's just take a moment and applaud ourselves for being here right now in this moment. We are still here and that's meaningful. That means something. And let's take a second to honor those we've lost this year who fought the good fight and who have now joined our cloud of witnesses. Great. Now I want you to take another moment. You hear that? Silence. A beautiful thing that we tend to fill with so much every day. Social media, our favorite news outlets. I don't know if you've noticed, but the closer we've gotten to election day, the more hyperbolic and sensational the news has become. Our bodies are literally being bombarded with these messages designed to get our attention and to nudge us towards behaviors that are usually reserved for life or death situations. You get what I mean? Eyeballs on the screen, ears tuned in, body ready to jump ship or fight. So maybe you're thinking, I don't know, not me. I'm not that person. I know how to limit my intake. I'm, I'm clearly not being bothered by it all. And, and that's fine. That's okay. But I'm going to ask you, how's your sleep? How have you been sleeping? How are your relationships doing? You getting less patient there? More frustrated? Because Mercury can only be doing so much retrograding right now, y'all. Are you feeling anxious, overwhelmed, like excited, hopeful, sad, angry all at once? That's okay if you are, because I am too. And I have some ideas on what to include in your election day and now post-election day self-care plan that I hope can help. But first, I think I should let you know where I'm coming from, why I even think like this is important and why I've been telling my friends for the last few weeks Don't text me on election day with election day news. I'm not interested. It's not going to change the outcome of my life in that moment. I will find it when I need to. Why I have set boundaries in terms of what I consume and what I put out into the world because I want to be mindful and want to create spaces that allow us to be authentic and to express ourselves freely and unapologetically. So let me tell you where I'm coming from. On the night of November 4th, 2008, 
I was in my apartment in Connecticut watching the results of the presidential elections roll in. Imagine that was not even 12 years ago. Facebook was barely around and Twitter was barely a toddler, honestly. <laughs> we were texting, but I don't even know if there were like emojis. Had emojis even become a thing yet? I'm not sure. In fact, it was really, it was then that candidate Barack Obama showed us honestly the real power of social media in politics because the U.S. achieved the most diverse voter turnout in U.S. history, right? And then guess what else happened? Amongst all groups that you could divide into demographic categories, the group that showed out with the highest voter turnout in that 2008 election, Black people between the ages of 18 and 24. Shout out to my Black people. So the young ones came out in droves. That means right now they are somewhere between 30 and 36. I hope y'all 30 to 36 year olds are out there voting again because it is so important. Anyway, I was in my apartment and the network started calling it ABC, NBC, all of them, MSNBC, started calling the presidential election and my phone starts ringing. I'm hearing people shouting in the apartments next door. Text messages are coming in and I was all in the fields, terrified, <laughs> happy, anxious, sad, and truthfully overwhelmed. History had been made. And I was, I was wondering, what did this mean for us as a country, as a people? You know, I'm a, I'm a deep thinker. So I start asking all these <laughs> philosophical questions that other people are like, why are you bothering with that? Because I care, because I want us to be on the right track as a, as a society, as, as humanity. And I was thinking to myself, what responsibilities would be foisted upon me knowing I was an Ivy League educated black woman and knowing that there were others like me who could take on any of those labels I just mentioned, now that Barack Hussein Obama had won the election, defying all the odds, right? Like, what would be expected of me? How would the world now see America, us, and us as Black people? So I went to sleep, still all in my feels, and the next morning, just like previous mornings, I got up and drove to work. But things were a little different, right? Like I had turned on uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC and they were talking about history has been made and they're all at the table and they hadn't slept and they were rejoicing. Look, a black man had just been elected president of the United States of America. Oh my gosh, right? <laughs> but as I drove to work, you know, that things were different. Despite the, the same streets that I was driving down, the same buildings I'm used to passing, the same dreary, rainy fall weather that comes through Connecticut every November, the people I saw walking on the sidewalks were distinctly different. No, they were the same people that I'm used to seeing all the time. But I noticed that my Black folk were walking with a little more swag, a little more pep in their step, their heads were held high against that chill and against that rain. And I had never seen that before. All my years living in this country, I'd never seen that. And that was very different than sort of like seeing people who, who know themselves. This was like, I've got the entire world with me right now. You can't stop me from doing nothing. I mean, 
I think the only time I'd ever seen that, to be honest, this is a little funny, it was maybe in the late 80s when the Los Angeles Lakers kept winning all those NBA championships, right? Like, yo, you could go anywhere in LA, whether you were in like the edge of LA County, you were in South Central or you were in the South Bay like me. Yo, you were riding high. You were Lakers, man. <laughs> it was Laker Nation all the way. Shout out to the Lakers for winning the 2020 NBA championship, the one I like to call the bubble championship. But all kidding aside, the that feeling, that sentiment was very different. The president, Barack Obama, a black man raised by white grandparents, a first-gen American from Kenya, had done what whiteness ideology had wanted to make virtually impossible for everyone except Protestant white men. I mean, y'all, the moment he won, a significant shift happened in the collective mindset of America, no doubt. And that shift would eventually lead to the election of number 45, Donald J. Trump. Number 45's election to the highest office in the land allowed a lot of us to see just how far we hadn't come, just how strong and weak our institutions had been, and what kind of work had to be done to really become that nation of equality and equity. It's been four years, y'all. And it's all that shifting and feeling and the milieu that we've been in that has compelled me to interrupt my podcast programming with this election day, post-election day self-care plan. Because regardless of who's getting elected to run this country for the next four years, history will be made and is continuing to be made right now. And we always need to be ready for it. Mind body, and spirit. So, just like you might have had a voting plan, or I hope at least that your plan was to vote and that you executed that plan. Because if you're listening to this after November 3, um, cast out of the bag, you can't vote anymore. I, I, I really hope there's nobody in that camp listening to this right now. I'm just, I'm gonna leave that right there. But just like you had that voting plan, Today, we're making a post-election day self-care plan to be used for as long as we need it and then some. A plan that allows us to be present with ourselves and with those around us. And this plan and what, what I'm about to share with you are just tips and they are by no means exhaustive by any stretch of the imagination. Some of them you might've heard already, and but they are worth repeating over and over again until we are all doing it, until we are all in that space of, of being present. And some of these things I dig in deeper with my clients and my one-on-one on these issues. And if you're interested in knowing more about that, feel free to DM me on our Instagram page at livejoywealth. But I think these tips are worth repeating and sharing with you guys. So here they are your post-election day self-care plan tools to navigate through this monumental shift with confidence, clarity, and calm. All right, you with me? First, ooh, limit your news intake. Yeah, I said it, dead serious too. 
you are what you consume. News means cable news, talk radio, whatever streaming, your social media platforms, because we all know how they like to send those ads. We All of that information, opinion and fact, is a part of our consumption, our daily diet, and we got to watch what we eat. I'd say, personally, to limit to less than 30 minutes a day. <laughs> now, before you balk, <laughs> here's why. Because most of us get up maybe around 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, and then we go to bed around 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock at night. That's anywhere from 15 to 17 hours a day up, awake, doing something, right? And for most of us, the majority of us, that doing something is also includes us looking at our phones, tweeting, posting, sharing, reading, a whole lot of stuff. Some of it is good, some of it is not so good. And we have to be mindful of that. So the point is this, if you're having all those hours in a day, many of which are being consumed by you consuming all this information that I've already said is getting increasingly hyperbolic and sensational so that your eyeballs and your ears are tuned into that information, then you're really not allowing yourself to consume something that could be more beneficial to you. What do I mean by that? You're not really making more time for yourself or for your needs. Remember, the news is designed to grab your attention. And you might ask your attention from what? And I'm going to say it. Attention from yourself. And that is what is needed right now because we are living in the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> and we need to make sure that our bodies, our minds, our spirits are at, working at their best for us given these circumstances. So what we consume is directly going to impact that. Our best right now, given the circumstances, may not look like what it did in 2019. It may not look like what it did in January of this year, but our best doesn't need to be additionally compromised by things that are not supporting our well-being. period. Okay, so that's the first one. Limit your news intake. If you're still with me and not like totally angry that I just said, shut off the news, which I really didn't say, but actually that's what I really mean. <laughs> the second is get some sleep. Oh no, I can hear it now. What? Get some sleep? What are you talking about? I'm talking about if you're that person who is like, I get four hours of sleep and I'm fine. I'm like, okay, then do you boo. But research shows that seven to eight hours is good for everybody. <laughs> so... Do the seven to eight hours. Now, some of you might have kids. You might be caring for elderly parents. You might be working like that night shift, whatnot. I get it. I completely do. And yet, in order for you to be your best for your kids, for the people you're taking care of, for your work, you need to be taking care of yourself, especially during these stressful times. Because even in the midst of a pandemic and we went into a lockdown, imagine being put into a small space, right? You don't even have to imagine. Just think about what it's been like to be in this pandemic. That little, you need to stay at home for a day, a two weeks, months, and now almost a year, has had an impact on our body. And our bodies immediately said, oh, okay, something's different, something's different. And that's a physiological stress response. So all of us are all reacting to and dealing with stress. Sleep can benefit everyone. You make better decisions for yourself and for those around you, for your community, which means a better quality of life. And, and I know that some of us, like me, had had serious problems falling asleep. So I'd go to bed at like 1 a.m. and be up at 5. 
for a good chunk of time this year. Like I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm usually in bed by 10, up by five. Like what is going on? I knew it was stress. And what I had to do was think about what I was ingesting during the day. Was that helping me or not? And as I decreased the amount of news I was consuming, the amount of times I was on social media, the times I was engaging instead of checking in with myself, I found that I got better at my sleep and the quality of sleep improved. So think about what you're consuming because that could very well be affecting your output. Um, and in this case, I mean your sleep. Third point, stay hydrated. Okay, that, that should be simple enough, but it's getting cold. The heat is going to come on if it hasn't already come on your buildings. I know New York, they've already started. Um, the point being that you get dry fast, right? And when you're stressed, you lead, it leads to more eating, but not necessarily more drinking, right? So drink before you're thirsty. Get the water and do your best. Because when you drink water, it's going to regulate your body temperature. You're hearing a lot about body temperature because of fevers, but just your body temperature overall, which can go up in stressful times, and help keep your immune system strong to prevent infections, you know? It's like essentially drinking water is going to save your life. Drink more of it, okay, before you get thirsty. Because honestly, it's going to improve your sleep quality. We just talked about that. It's going to give you some clarity so that you can make better decisions about yourself. Remember, I was saying that these this self-care plan is supposed to give you some confidence, clarity, and calm. Like drinking water can help you do that. It can also improve your mood. Go figure. Water can improve your mood. So when you're around other people, hopefully socially distanced and masked, please, guys. You're engaging and you're present and can have more fun that way. All right. Here's the one that I think leaps and bounds makes a difference. But for a lot of us, it's just not a space that we can be in, especially when we like to move around a lot, don't want to be still or even feel anxious, you know, like and and, and you just you're like you're like me. You're like, OK, let me go and stuff something in my mouth, because if I stuff something in my mouth, I'll calm down. No, you're just numbing things, right? Or, you know, you you go and sit in front of your, your phone or your computer and start scrolling through YouTube videos and whatnot. Same effect. It's the numbing because you don't want to deal with the anxiety or the emotions that you might be feeling. It might not even be anxiety. It could just be stress, right? Which is leading to some anxiety. I think you know where I'm getting at. Meditate. Meditate. And let me say again, meditate. If you've never meditated before, I highly recommend you check out the Shine app. The Shine app is kick ass. It is. It was developed by two women of color. I believe one is of Japanese descent, the other is of African descent. Or you can check out the Calm app. Um, both have a subscription uh, membership and I'm in no way trying to plug them as an advertisement. It's just, these are things that I use. And they're super helpful. They have some guided meditations, some affirmations as well to help you self-regulate. Um, change your focus and your, your perception so that you can be more present in your life. Because what we need right now more than anything is for us to be present and not caught up in the future or in the past, but to be right here right now thinking about what we can do and letting the things we can't do go. And if you've never meditated before or you've tried and you haven't had success or you're like, I can't sit in that position for long periods of time because of my knees, my hips, my ankles, my back, my, my stomach, whatever, that's okay. I'd suggest in whatever position that is comfortable, comfortable for you, start with 60 seconds. 
60 seconds today. And that's it. Okay. And what you would do for those 60 seconds, inhale over four counts and exhale over four counts. That's it for 60 seconds. You already breathe, right? Breathing is a sign of life. Do it for 60 seconds intentionally and see what happens. You can even set a timer, guys, just so that you don't go over that 60 seconds in case you're afraid of it. And then do it. And then the next day, add 30 seconds. And the next day, add 30 seconds after that. And then the next day, add 30 seconds after that. Now, you may not like the silence, right? And that's okay. There's no judgment here. There's no, like, you get an A for doing this or for doing that. Don't tell yourself you're doing it wrong. Don't tell yourself that you're doing it right. The point is just to do. And the apps will help with this. And I, I'm sure there's other content online. Some of you guys might already be into this. You know, at least it supports the beginning of your meditation practice if this is new to you. And actually, that's a good point. This is a practice. So you don't come into it already perfect, knowing how to sit still and watch your thoughts pass by, not reacting to everything you're thinking. No one does, nor do you look to be perfect. Not with this. You're just looking to be. You want to just be. Allow yourself to be for those 60 seconds. Be with yourself in the moment, undistracted, allowing and being. Because with everything happening, the single most important thing you can do right now is to check in with yourself in those 60 seconds is you giving yourself permission to ask how you're doing, to ask how you're sleeping, to ask how the information you're consuming is helping you, hurting you, or being neutral. Because I can tell you right now, we're not used to always asking ourselves, how am I feeling in this moment? What can I do to change that? What can I do to maintain that? What do I need? Are you even asking for help? Do you need help right now? Are you asking for what you need? Because remember, you're allowed to exist in this world as you are. And just know if you need help, help is coming. You gotta ask for it. But you don't know that if you're constantly letting the noise in. The noise could be even from people around you. You might not be consuming the news, but everybody around you wants to text you, call you, your mother's telling you like what she heard the, the president say today, or your uncle is over there talking about how Trump is the best thing since sliced bread. Or somebody is saying that like, you know, they really want Kamala Harris to be president. It could be anything right now. The most important thing is, how do you feel? Are you checking in with yourself? That's what's gonna make the difference. Got it? Okay, well, I think I'm just gonna give you one more. I'm gonna call it a bonus. A bonus to add to your post-election day, election day self-care plan, right? It'll take a little bit more effort, but hopefully it'll be insightful and fun, right? And engaging. Many of you will know that I am a poet. So for those of you who are writers, poets, creatives, want to crack open that writing, um, that writing apparatus or, or work that writing muscle, this is for you. And, and if, if you would love to be a poet or a writer, but you think you're not, this is also for you. So here's the post-election day self-care prompt. Take a few minutes right now or after you've listened to this podcast to think about what has brought you joy in this year. 
Okay, that's it. Now write that down. It can be anything. It can be who brought you joy, what brought you joy, where brought you joy if you were able to get outside of your house or outside of your neighborhood. Then write down what didn't work for you in 2020, what you'd like to see less of, who you'd like to see less of. Let's keep it real. Write that down. And once you've written that down, write down what you'd like to see more of in 2020 and beyond. The who, the what, the where, the why. Write it all down. This will be the basis for your poem. Put that list together in whatever way you want and you will have what is called a list poem. Yay! Right? You've just created a list poem. I've put one in the episode notes that I found online that I really liked. I thought it was a really cool example. It kind of turns the idea of a list poem on its head, but hopefully it'll give you some inspiration as you're creating your own. Now you can decide whether you want to share it or not. Okay, this doesn't have to be public. It's for you. Now, I've posted a version of this. Uh, this was my stab at the exercise. And I think it's a good way to help us take stock of where we are. Some of us do it with music, writing music or jamming in our, with our musical instruments. Others of us do it with writing. Some people do it with sports, just a way to check in with yourself. And I do wanna give a special shout out to J.P. Howard, a fabulous poet based out of Brooklyn whose poetry prompt from her monthly poetry salon inspired this prompt that I just shared with you. Well, now you have the beginnings of your own post-election day self-care plan. Yay! Y'all, this is the time to get in touch with yourselves and to be present. Control what you can, let go of everything else. Thanks so much for listening. It's my hope that you Continue your day a little more inspired, motivated, and feeling supported in your life. So yeah, be good to yourself, y'all. And remember, love joy, be joy, live joy well. You've been listening to the Joywell Conversations with host Chisara Asimoga. This episode was written by Chisara Asimoga and produced by Adamne Productions. Music is by Kevin McLeod. Subscribe, leave a comment, rating, or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And visit us on Instagram at livejoywell. We'd love to hear from you.